Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. And today I want to talk about back to school. I have five routines that I think are really important to establish before your little one heads back to school this fall. So whether they're starting preschool for the first time or pre-K, or maybe they're heading off to kindergarten, which is such a big transition, these five routines are really going to help them have a smoother transition, a better first day, because they are gonna be on the same page with you. They're gonna know what to expect and you're gonna know what to expect. And so everybody can kind of work together to have a really great first day, first week, and entire school year. So these, I think, are the five routines that are most important to establish before that first day. So let's get started. The first routine you're going to wanna look at is your child's sleep routine. Now we all know how important good quality sleep is for our little ones. We want them to have good quality sleep so they can have a great day at school. But specifically, I wanted to mention the time that your little one is going to sleep. You wanna look at that time and make sure that the time they're going to sleep is the time you're gonna want them to go to sleep during the school year. I know in my family, our little ones get to stay up a little bit later during the summer because we don't have anywhere to be in the mornings. And so maybe they can sleep in a little bit longer and there's a little bit more flexibility there. But you don't want your little one to be staying up super late during the school year and not getting enough sleep. So maybe you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna bump up their bedtime. So maybe right now they're going to bed at 8 p.m. but you wanna bump it back to 7.30. If you were to just one night say, okay, we're not going to sleep anymore at 8 p.m., let's go to bed at 7.30. Your little one's gonna have a very hard time falling asleep at 7.30 if their body is not used to that, if they're used to going to bed a little bit later. But what you can do is you can bump up that bedtime just by a couple of minutes every night over the course of a week or two until you get them to bed at the appropriate bedtime that you want for the school year. So let me show you an example of what I mean. When my daughter was heading into third grade, during the summer beforehand, she was staying up until about nine o'clock. She was enjoying later summer nights where she could stay up and read, and we didn't have anywhere to be in the morning so she could sleep in. And it was great. We love a more relaxed schedule in the summer. But as a mom, I knew that she needed to be going to bed closer to 8.30 so she could get enough hours of sleep, good quality sleep, in order to wake up earlier for the school day. So starting a few weeks before, the first week of school, we started bumping her sleep time back just by a couple of minutes every few days. So for three days in a row, it was 8.55 and then it went to 8.50 and then it went to 8.45 and 8.40, so on and so on, 8.35 until we got to 8.30. So 
By bumping bedtime up just by five minutes every couple of days, her body was able to more easily transition to that earlier bedtime. Had I just said, all right, you've been going to bed at nine, but now you have to go to bed at 8.30, she would have tossed and turned and laid in that bed for 30 minutes and probably called me in 10 times because she couldn't fall asleep because her body wasn't used to that. So by just bumping bedtime up just a few minutes every day, we were able to get her to the right bedtime, which for her was 8.30 before the first week of school. And I made sure that I was calculating if she went to bed at 8.30, how many hours of sleep would she get before she needs to wake up for school and was it the appropriate amount, would she feel well rested? So sleep routines are so crucial when our little ones are going back to school because we want them to be well rested. That's how they're gonna learn best. They're going to have their best social skills when they're well rested and their teachers are going to thank you when they come to school and they are ready to learn and ready to go and they're not feeling drowsy or sleepy or uncomfortable because they didn't get a good night's sleep. Routine number two that you wanna focus on this summer before back to school is your child's lunch routine. Now, if they're going to kindergarten for the first time and eating lunch there, that might be a big transition if they haven't done that in preschool or pre-K before. So lunch is one of those really big deals and you wanna prepare them ahead of time. You wanna do a couple of things. First, of course, you wanna teach them how to open and close their lunchbox. And if you're going to put anything in the lunchbox, like a bed go, you want them to be able to open that up. Or if you're putting in snack bags or containers of yogurt or pouches or whatever your family chooses to send for lunch, you wanna make sure that they know how to open all of those things on their own. And if you can, it's really helpful to pre-open things before you pack it in. I know I like to do that if I'm sending something like, for example, a cheese stick. It's much easier for me to open it at home and put it in a Benko instead of giving them the cheese stick in the package because it might be a little bit tricky to open. So kind of pre-thinking pre through those things. What are they going to take to school? Are they able to open the containers by themselves and close them and pack it all up? So that is important for lunch. But something that some people overlook when thinking about their lunch routine is actually the amount of time they're going to have to eat lunch at school. It varies from school to school, of course, but when my daughter started kindergarten a few years ago, she only got 20 minutes to eat her lunch. It's 20 minutes of eating and 20 minutes of playing. And that can be kind of typical for many schools. Now, 20 minutes is not a long time to eat an entire meal, especially when you're in a crowded lunchroom and there's a lot of people talking and there's a lot of action and you're looking around and getting distracted. And so a lot of the time she would come home and her lunch wasn't fully eaten or she hadn't eaten very much. And it wasn't just because she wasn't hungry, she might've run out of time or been distracted. So one of the things that you could do to help your little one prepare for that shorter amount of eating time, if they're not used to it, is maybe practice. If you're home on the weekends, maybe set a timer. You don't have to show them the timer, but you can kind of set it off to the side and just kind of see, can they eat a full meal in that 20 minutes? And that of course will be without distractions, but with distractions, it'll probably take them even longer. But you don't wanna rush them. You don't want them to eat fast. It's not about eating fast. It's more about just being intentional and letting them know you're not gonna have a very long time. I wanna make sure that you are fueling your body, you're eating your lunch before you go out and play or however your school has it set up. So when you're thinking about lunch, not only thinking about them opening their containers, also thinking about can they eat lunch in that a time that's been determined by the school that they have their lunch period. 
And one other thing to think about with lunches and also snacks. Many school ask, schools ask parents to send snacks in. Sometimes it's a morning snack, an afternoon snack, or maybe both. So you wanna make sure that you know where the snack is going to be kept because sometimes parents will send snacks in the same container as the lunch and kids aren't sure which is which and sometimes they eat all of it at the same time, which you are not gonna want them to do if it's a snack. So make sure you kind of talk to your school, you talk to your teacher and you know where are snacks kept, where are lunches kept, how many snacks to take. Make sure they can also open those snack containers and so they will have food at all the appropriate amount of times during the day. Oh, and I thought of one more thing besides food that goes along with lunch, water bottles. Water bottles are huge for little ones because we want them to be hydrated. So if you are sending a water bottle to school, you wanna make sure your little one knows how to open it and fill it up because they're probably gonna drink their whole water bottle during the day. They're running around, they're playing, they're learning, and you don't want them to just finish it and not have any more water the rest of the day. So you can also practice that, opening the water bottle, filling it up, closing it. If they can't quite do it alone, that's okay. Talk with the teacher and make sure that someone will be able to help them. You just wanna make sure that they are not, not drinking all day because their water bottle is empty. You wanna make sure that they are able to fill it up throughout the day. The third routine to think about for back to school time is the all important bathroom routine. I know this is a really big topic, especially for new kindergartners. We as parents are sending them off to school and now they are going to need to use the bathroom totally independently. They can't have any help. So we wanna make sure that they know how to use the bathroom, but also how to clean themselves, and then pull up whatever they're wearing, if it's shorts or pants or skirts. We need them to be able to wash their hands completely independently and effectively. So not just running water over their hands, we want them to use soap and do it for the right amount of time and then dry their hands. And we also wanna be mindful of what clothes we're sending our kids into school. It depends on your school. Some schools have uniforms, some have dress codes, some don't, but you wanna make sure whatever they're wearing, they are able to pull up by themselves. So buckles can be really tough, buttons can be tough, overalls can be tough. These really cute clothes that we love to put our kids in because they're adorable aren't always the best for school if it's not functional, if they're not able to pull it on easily by themselves. And the same goes for shoes. If your little one is playing on the playground and they get sand in their shoes or rocks or wood chips and they have to take their shoe off and dump it out and then put it back on, if they're not able to do that by themselves, that is pretty tough for the teacher to have to go around and help every child with their shoes, especially if they have a class of 20 to 25 kids. So it's really important that whatever shoes you're sending them in, they can also put on independently by themselves. I know I made that mistake when my oldest went to pre-K for the first time and I had the cutest shoes for her. They actually had her name on them. They were tie shoes. She didn't know how to tie her shoes when she was in pre-K. So the teacher had to send me an email saying, could you please send her in shoes that don't have ties since she's not able to do it by herself. I wasn't even thinking about that as a parent. I was just thinking how adorable these shoes were. So I totally get it. But we have to be mindful that the teachers can't help our little ones with all of their clothes and shoes during the day. So we wanna make sure that whatever they're wearing, they're able to pull on by themselves, especially after they use the restroom, and put on their own shoes by themselves as well. And one more thing about shoes, if you are going back to school shopping and getting some new shoes for school, you might wanna let your child wear them before school starts. 
So when I was a kid and we would go back to school shopping, we would save our new shoes for the first day of school, which was really exciting. But sometimes that can cause our feet to get blisters if we're not used to the shoes that we're wearing. And so what I like to do is make sure my little ones have new shoes for school and give them a chance to wear them around, even if it's just around the house, so that their feet will get comfortable in those shoes so that they don't have any sore feet or blisters after that first long day of wearing them at school. So just something to think about as well. The fourth routine to think about before back to school time is a morning routine. A solid morning routine is going to help you so much during the school year so that you are not late missing the bus or getting to school after the tardy bell. We have had quite a few late mornings around here making it to school just in time before the tardy bell. So I totally understand mornings can get chaotic and a little crazy. But if you have a solid morning routine, that's really helpful because then your child is going to be calm, you're gonna be calm and you can get out the door on time. So some things you might wanna to add to your morning routine, of course, when they wake up, maybe you have them get dressed for school before they even leave their bedroom for the morning. That's super helpful. You're of course going to wanna to add eating breakfast, brushing their teeth, brushing their hair, getting their shoes on. If you want them to pack their own backpack or their own lunch, you probably wanna do that the night before if you can, since the mornings can get a little chaotic. If you can have them all packed up with their bag by the door ready to go in the morning, that is gonna help so much. Something that might be helpful with this morning routine is to actually print it out so that your little one can see what their jobs are for the morning so they can even check them off as they go along to make sure that they're doing everything they need to be doing. I have a freebie on my website, littleslovelearning.com. It's a free chart and you can actually use it for anything, not just a morning routine. So up here, this one says my morning chart, but you can type in whatever you want there. And then down here, this one says complete all tasks, but again, you can type in whatever you want. And it also has a variety of different clip art pictures for up here. So it's editable, so that means you get to type whatever jobs your little one is supposed to be doing in the morning, and then they can check it off for each day, however your family sets it up. When my daughter was little, we used to use charts like this for morning routines, for piano practice, for her chores, and it was really helpful because it would keep it nice and organized for us. This chart doesn't have pictures for each of the jobs they're doing, so if you are looking for a chart that has pictures instead. I will link one down below for my friend Aaliyah that's really great, but this one is just super easy if you're just typing. If your little one is able to read or you want them to practice reading these words, you can just use one that has um, just the text. That's an option as well. But having their morning routine laid out so they can see the tasks they need to complete instead of having to keep it all in their memory can be really helpful and set you up for a better morning so you are not late getting to the bus or getting to school. The fifth routine you want to think about before back to school season comes is your goodbye routine. How are you going to say goodbye to your child on school mornings? Now this is going to look so different for every family and for every school because they have different rules and procedures. Are you allowed to walk your child to their classroom? Are you allowed to walk them to the front gate? Do you have to use the parent drop-off line? Do you have to sign your child in or sign them out? Every school is gonna be so different. So check with your school and see what the rules and procedures are. But then I want you to talk with your child and establish a goodbye routine. Is it going to be one hug, two kisses and a high five? Is it going to be your special family handshake? 
just anything that you can do to create this special space for them so that they know what to expect, especially those first few days. Let's say, for example, you're allowed to walk them into their classroom those first few days. You don't want to sneak out. If they're playing nicely and you're worried that when you say goodbye, they're going to cry or get upset, you think, oh, I'm just going to sneak out. Don't do that because that's really causes a lot of fear for kids because then they're like, oh my gosh, this mom or dad or person that I love in my life who dropped me off at school is nowhere to be found. Where did they go? That can make them really scared and fearful. And at the same time, you don't want to linger. If you drop them off and they're crying or they're upset and you just stay and stay and stay, that oftentimes can make it worse. You want to let the teachers take over. You want the teachers to take care of your child and know that they're in good hands. So it goes both ways. You don't want to sneak out and you don't want to linger. But whatever you've decided, if you've already pre-told your child, we are going to have three hugs, three kisses and a high five. That's what you do. That's what you stick to. And then you're off on your way. I know it can be super hard, but it's really important for that consistency so that they know this is what's going to be the goodbye routine. Now, if you can't walk them all the way to their classroom, maybe you can only drop them off in parent drop-off line. Maybe you want to do big hugs and kisses before you get in the car and something special when they're getting out of their the car seat or out of the car, maybe just a special high five or something, some way for you to have a goodbye routine. I think it's so critical, especially nowadays, that no matter what our routine is to say goodbye, that we let our little ones know that we love them and that we care about them and that we will be there after school at the end of the day to get them, however that looks for your family, because we want them to be set up to have a great day. We want them to feel confident and secure in their attachment to us, knowing we said our goodbye the way we had planned to say our goodbye, and then they're going to go off to have a great day. So don't forget to establish a really sweet and awesome goodbye routine. So there you go. Those are my top five routines that I think you should establish before the first day of school so that your little one has a smooth transition into school and they have a great first day, a great first week, and a wonderful, wonderful school year. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little's Love Learning Blog. Happy learning!